Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Brian Comedy. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk all about mind, body, and soul building. That's right. How do we slowly build the life we want while coming to terms with the life that we've been given? The accumulation of this life, we just kind of go, oh, how did I end up here, you know? (laughs) Which means then we have to slowly start getting over the frustrations and fears and gripes that are holding us back. So that's what we're going to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. Rebecca and I are going to talk about some of our previous failures and gripes and frustrations about life and the world that we are in today, some of the distractions, some of the things that keep our priorities astray, and how we have to kind of Find and fine-tune and get our life into some uh, discerning set of priorities where we start getting appreciable differences in our mental health, in our physical fitness and health, and in our getting our soul right to find the goodness from within. At the end of the day, Rebecca and I are not perfect people. We never claim to be, but we are kind-hearted individuals. We are empaths. We are soul searching for a better kinder life we're looking for better uh, treatment and uh, better outcomes for just regular people in our society today what that entails is that we have to find ways in which we filter and block out that which is not good for us and to maximize that which is and so at the end of the day this episode is really all about how we all can sort of reset and find the courage and find the priorities to get our minds right, to get our life right, and to get on track with what we really want on this earth. There's just so much garbage out there, you guys, and we really have to find the courage to find and whittle it all down to its basic elements that work for us. Thank you for your friendship and support, and let's begin. Welcome back! Ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast, I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy, and today we're calling this episode Invalid Edition because Rebecca is in bed, (laughs) literally. (laughs) Well, I'm on the bed. She's on the bed. She's not in bed, but she's practically in bed. We had to (laughs) rig our wiring uh, over to the bed because she's dealing with a bad bout of sciatica today. And so we've got it all set up, but we wanted, you know, it's it's actually a good thing that we're recording this week because I just got over several days of feeling like total shit. And it seems to happen every time, you know, we, we, we have what's called wet season in Oregon, and then we have what's called dry season in Oregon. And yes, we have, you know, we have the four seasons, but we have a whole lot of gray and a whole lot of wet and, and, you know, dispersed in between sunny days, right? We get a summer, thankfully, but um, but when you're first getting used to the new weather system, when it starts to dry out, all the grass starts growing, all the flowers start blooming, the pollen count goes up to, oh, 586,212. Plus one. Plus one. And, I, and this is, we're living in literally, ladies and gentlemen, the grass seed capital of the world not of the country of the (laughs) world so this is where a lot of grass seed is uh cultivated and farmed for production for the whole entire planet so 
Imagine how much seed and pollen we have up in here. And driving around today, there's I've heard that it's cottonwood that's flying around. It looks like it's freaking snowing. There's so there's <laughs> yeah. these little light white poofy things that fly around yeah. and fly in your mouth sometimes and right. choke in. Yeah, yeah, and you're choking on mm-hmm. dandelion yeah. fur or something. Yep. Um and, and so what am I getting at is that I had a bad uh histamine reaction. I don't get the normal allergies anymore with a little bit of <laughs> chew, chew. You know, like I don't get watery eye and i don't get like sneezing so much as i get like a full body frontal assault of like migraines dizziness inflammation sinus pressure and i was just feeling down and out i could not get out of bed for two days man mm-hmm. and uh i'm finally coming around feeling better i'm t- and, and I, it was even giving me anxiety and i was like is this normal and i looked it up and yeah if 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 you guys don't know now i'm not a trained doctor so you know of course talk to your doctor before doing anything but i just mean to say that um i was getting anxiety attacks from it and i was like is this from that and sure enough when you have an over uh when your receptors your uh what are they called the histamine receptors mm-hmm. are overstimulated uh it can actually cause real panic attacks and anxiety Yeah, bodies are interesting things, that's for sure. Yeah, and so today is just a good, good day to talk about our topic today, which is, uh, I'm calling this episode Mind... (laughs) (laughs) Well, I pulled a Peter Brady there. Mind, body, and soul building. Slowly building the life you want. Coming to terms with the life you've ended up with. And then the gripes that we have to first get out of the way first. In other words... Ladies and gentlemen, we are living on a planet full of people, and we forget how many of those people around us are are just born with inherent wealth, born with inherent influence, born to wealthy mommies and daddies, born on second and third base. And so it's, it's easy for us regular folks who had to actually work in high school versus those kids who showed up at, on their 16th birthday with a brand new Camaro or Mustang. <laughs> yeah. Remember those kids? Mm-hmm. And I'm just, you know, no offense to, to, to people who've built up wealth and worked hard. No, not at all. <clears throat> but I just mean to say, you start to see the accumulation of, uh, we're becoming a spoiled, rotten society of, of, of influence and affluence. There's a lot of people and money and influence in, in the country, in the United States of America, in a superpower. <clears throat> Look at Mumbai. Mumbai didn't start off this wealthy part of India. It's just a bunch of rich people decided to buy shit up until it became a city. And now it's the city for the rich. Isn't that fun? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so my point is not to be jealous or angry or bitter about... Uh, where you're at versus others. It's not about that. What it is about, though, it's about finding your heart, finding your happiness and your comfort and your center, and somehow just pounding out a life for yourself that works well enough for you. It's not going to be perfect, especially if you're renting an apartment and you don't own a house, or especially if you're living with, you know, parents or brothers or sisters or cousins. At the end of the day, you may not have the space for a perfect, perfectly blissful life. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so before we get 
thing started, I, I just wanted to talk, uh, uh, I want to introduce a meme and sort of the attitude and the feelings that I'm trying to evoke here with today's episode. The, today's episode's about getting over gripes, getting over grievances, getting over the, the inherent unfairness of the world to arrive at a place of functionality and comfort and happiness in your own life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so I have a meme here. I posted it just a little while ago. It says, it's time for people with good hearts to finally win. You know? Mm-hmm. And I wrote, this is what I want for the world. Every day, the news is talking about shitty people. Trump, Musk, rampage shooters, adolescent politicians and their political operatives, workout extremists, influencers and trinkets and babies. At the end of the day, we're just filling up with assholes. Yes, we are. Right? And we, you guys, you listening out there, we are the good ones. We deserve breaks, opportunities, and comfort. At the end of the day, Rebecca and I represent real people. Those real people who work and toil every day for comfort, happiness, and robust living. The world is filling up with assholes. It's time we take the attention back to the real people who have integrity, decency, and honor. You know, and, and yeah. all I mean to say is, is good grief. We're becoming a society where the squeaky wheel gets the fucking grease. Trump. Oh my God. If I hear one more fucking utterance of that man's useless fucking name and his useless fucking ways mm-hmm. i'm gonna puke <laughs> know. and elon musk oh my god he and he's got people out there that worship this man who are these criminal idiots give yeah. me a break Can, will you please well and remember what we just watched on uh both fifth column mm-hmm. last night Tesla used to be like the number eleven rated country uh, company. Yeah, and now, and now they're it's down to like fifty, sixty-six, sixty-six. Yeah, yeah. And it ever it's all since and it's he's all did because of Twitter his big thing. fucking ego mouth. Mm-hmm. You know his right wing lunacy and this. You know yeah. and all the fringe shit that he says. And at the end of the day, hey, if you have fringe views, fine. But maybe if you're a billionaire and your company relies on uh, credibility of its. Uh, of its leaders, yeah. maybe shut the fuck up. I don't know. <laughs> maybe not take pictures of a gun at your fucking bedside table with a Diet Coke can. I don't yeah. know. I know. How about be, quit being a freak? <laughs> I don't know. Well, and that's what I mean is that the world is being taken over by influencers and everyone clamoring for attention. Me, me, me. You know, Rebecca and I, yes, we're doing a radio show, but have you noticed that we don't take daily selfies of ourselves, and we're not inserting ourselves into your daily life we're not trying to you know change people we're just trying to get people to see the world as it really really is because not to bum you out because it's it's very easy to go well this is the world you guys it's a shit sandwich have fun eating that (laughs) but i mean to say is that you can't change society until you know what it's all about know thy enemy and that's how you can learn to outmaneuver them yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that that's just shit I learned in the Army. Yeah. 587 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and so the first thing you got to do is you got to get over all the shit. It, you know, all that baggage that's been locked up in your heart and soul for the past years or months or decades even. 
until you can start actually growing a life that is appreciable, that's making a difference for you. Doesn't have to be a lot. You know, yesterday, I, I have an admission. Rebecca and I, we got into it. We got into a little fight, didn't we, hon? Yes, we did. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's all right. It because, you know, I didn't punch you in the face and I didn't call you asshole. I just, I I was letting you understand something that that is eating at me right now, which is I'm, you know, you want there to be more money coming in. You're tired of working a stupid, silly ass job at the grocery store and and this i was i didn't expect to be to get rich off of this it was never about that <laughs> it no, was about finding my audience and finding my people finding my tribe and making the world a kinder more thoughtful and caring place right and then in doing so maybe i would earn a couple hundred bucks a month through <laughs> patreon i was hoping yeah i know well and and that's all right i don't blame anybody i'm not I am not looking for a free lunch. I want to earn people's respect. I want to earn my keep in this in this world. But at the end of the day, you know, this was all an experiment to see what we could do with just our hearts, our voice, to speak truth to power. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so what were some of the gripes that we had? Well, you speak about your gripes. I'll speak about my gripes. Um, and then we'll kind of... Uh, then. Uh, Concentrate on what the gripes of most people out there are probably feeling these days. Yeah, well, like you said, it's just hard not making a lot of money and being the the one bringing in the main amount of money. Yeah, it just seems like I, we can never it. catch up. I know. And if we want to buy a few things here and there, then it sets us back. And well, even and then buying the things makes us happy for well, a while. And, and when we have a brand new vehicle, and now that vehicle isn't working pro- properly and it, it takes 10 minutes to start because the something's wrong with the timer inside the ignition system it's the timer inside the alarm system maybe yeah it's like a I don't, not not necessarily alarm system but uh, yeah it's a um yeah that kind it's of, irrelevant <laughs> but <laughs> move on yes but it's not even supposed to be in our truck yeah it was made for a vehicle it was made for a vehicle it wasn't even made for our vehicle yeah it's in there <laughs> causing problems, but it's not even supposed to and, be there. And so we took it to Chevy three times, and their inaction forced a bunch of time to go by to now where they don't want to help us. Yeah. And isn't that and a bunch for, of fun? Yeah. And for, I mean, yeah, literally three Chevy dealers that had no idea what was going on. And, and then, then finally, I took it to two private mechanics as yeah. well, and nobody could yeah. do anything. And then that inaction, you know, made a whole bunch of time go by to where now they're like, well, how is it our fault? It's your fault because it's a manufacturing defect. Yeah. yeah. And and so I'm going to write a letter to Chevy and see what we can do. But the first time I talked to them, I got that lady and then she started crying. And I was like, good grief. What is going on? And it, right. she weirded me out to the point where I gave up. I know. It was very strange. It was so odd. And it made yeah. me feel like maybe her life or Chevy was mistreating her in some kind of way, yeah, perhaps. Could be. But that was kind of why, you know, like I said, the last few years has really been a Herculean task of me understanding as an empath, as a sensitive, an energetic sensitive that, oh, wow, I'm starting to pick up on other people. I'm starting to really understand their grief and their sorrow and uh, why people aren't getting ahead of what it is collectively in their minds and hearts that are keeping them from living their best life. And that's why we started all of this, 
to go, hey, we get it. We have the exact same life and the exact same yeah. griefs as you, you know. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and we wanted people to understand that we shouldn't be ashamed of being kind of broke. <laughs> well, yeah, because most people are. It's like that other that meme the other day. It says, I'm not broke, I'm Baroque. It's fancy broke. <laughs> right. It's classy broke. Well, and it just, I went to the podiatrist yesterday and, you know, I'm wearing my Converse again. And he's like, well, you shouldn't be wearing those. I'm like, well, I got insoles for them. And he's like, well, you should wear different shoes. And I said, well, I don't have any. And he said, well, buy some. And I looked at him and said, I'm broke. Yeah. And he just kind of shut, him up, it real shut quick. him up real fast. It shut him up real like, quick, didn't it? Yeah. And then I tried to like mm. kind of cushion it a little bit and say, but you know, I'm wearing the insoles in them. You, you so that's what it? I can do. You, you <laughs> I cushioned, cushioned it with the insoles. Yeah. <laughs> you cushioned it with the insoles. Right. Yeah. No pun intended. But yeah, I mean, like his mm. automatic response, we'll just buy something. Well, says the doctor that makes $177,000 a year. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, maybe not that much. But yeah. Who knows? A whole but, lot more than us. Yeah. I mean, it took me a month mm. to get the, the Birkenstock. The, the rubber Birkenstock sandals so mm. I can wear sandals inside like he wants me to. But yeah, it's not like I can just go out and buy all this shit well, yeah. all at once. Well, and, and when you live your life, I mean, like us, we get up and, I, you know, I'm trying to better myself as a comedian. I'm trying to better my writing and my cooking and writing a cookbook. and But I have, I've, I've had uh, what you call uh, life paralysis. I just oh, can't yeah. seem to get myself to believe in myself. And depression and anxiety make it so you just, you get paralyzed. You get paralyzed by inaction, mm -hmm. right. And I it happened to my friend, the chiropractor. It happens to everybody. And at the end of the day, it's not about going, well, I'm just going to have to turn into an arrogant asshole and fuck everybody else. It's about uh, this give and take of believing in yourself and staying humble. You know, I told you we, we had our little spat. It was a tiny spat. It wasn't a big one. It wasn't a no. blowout or anything. No. But I went for a run. I got off the treadmill and I told you, babe, this Chef by Comedy was always, always, always about uh, being the best of humanity to to just, you know, my life. I grew up poor. I had to live in my grandparents garage growing up when I wasn't living in trailers and, and apartments. And mm -hmm. and I don't want anyone feeling sorry for me. But at the end of the day, what what I what I learned growing up poor in a upper middle class central coast fancy community is that um, kids would make fun of you behind your back. There was kids making fun of me that because I, I lived in, in a garage, you know, mm -hmm. and then they make fun of you because you're chubby. Then they make fun of you because of your hair or then they make fun of your, you know, and whatever they can make fun of. And that's what you, you learn is that kids can be very cruel to each other. And then, as I got older, uh, we moved up north to Northern California, and um, I just started working out. I was bored. I had, I had no friends up there, and I started working out at lunch. And before I knew it, I had grown an entire foot that summer. So I went from little chubby kid who just quit soccer and started uh, working the snack bar with my friend to looking like a stud muffin. You know, I wasn't yeah. used to it. Mm -hmm. Girls were looking at me. I was like, what? Do I got shit in my teeth? Like, <laughs> I didn't. I was like the pretty boy who didn't know he was pretty, right? Yeah. And I started lifting weights. I started gaining confidence in myself. And I started making friends. And at the end of the day, um, <clears throat> that's the thing, you guys, is that your finances should not have to define you. But we live in a society full of people that will force their... Uh, assholery down your throat you want to maybe talk about the financial mm -hmm. 
aspect to uh, people's feeling shame and guilt. Well, yeah, because everything in society is telling you that you have to have you have to have cars, you have to have your own house, you have to have this, you have to have that, and yeah. and most people don't. A lot of people don't. Yeah, and not. And the thing is, and this is where people will pile on. Well, don't be the moocher class. Class, you have to pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Says the guy who got the free ride from their parents. Right. Exactly. You know what and I mean? It's always those people that yeah. are saying that. It's easy to go to college when you don't have to work full time on top of it. I went to college, but I had to work too, and it took me forever. But I, you know. I, I didn't end up with a, a bachelor's degree, but I ended up with an associate's. And then I ended up going to culinary school and getting a second associate's. And then I went to school to be a truck driver. I got that. And then I went to school to be uh, an EMT and I earned that. And then I went to, you know, and on and on and on. And I, yeah. you know, and it was all in pursuit, this quest to find out what you can do in this world to feel valid. And at the end of the day, I came to the realization that, guess what, you guys? I got a secret for you. You ready? You ready for it? Capitalism doesn't care about us. <laughs> no, <laughs> you want to maybe not. speak about that, babe, from the bed? <laughs> <laughs> it's cool looking over there at you there. It's, it's pretty cozy, actually. <laughs> this might be your new jam. It might be. That's yeah, all right. That, that, yeah, I like sure. it. Um, I hmm. forgot the question. It's well. capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> so capitalism, I mean, basically, it's company, mostly companies, trying to get the most work out of people for the least amount that they can pay them, yeah. all the while making them feel like they're not good enough because they're not working hard enough, and if or they're not getting where they're supposed to be because they're not working hard enough, even though they're paying you shit wages, so there's no way you're ever going to get there no matter how hard yeah, you are. Yeah, and there's a word for that. You, know, you want to know what that word is? What's that? It's Machiavellian. Yeah. It's people manipulating us mm -hmm. out of our own reason. Yeah. You know, I've always said, you guys, that uh, it don't cost nothing to be smart. It really doesn't. You don't have to have a fancy Ivy League university college degree to have common sense. Look at Trump. That dumbass went to some of the best schools and he can barely add and subtract. That fool. <laughs> And Elon Musk, I mean, he's not powerful because, you know, because the other day I said something about Elon Musk. I said, you know, he likes to carry himself like he's uh, Steve Jobs. I said, yeah. but at least, you know, I didn't like Steve Jobs, but at least that motherfucker actually was a genius. Yeah. He you know, actually this guy is not even up to Steve Jobs and... level because he never invented anything. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's smart in his way. Well, sure. But he's, he's not always. Dumb, but bought companies and taken over and then taken the credit for what those companies have done. Yeah. And that's exactly like Mitt Romney is that mm -hmm. they become, uh, 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 powerful by being corporate raiders. So they get really good at understanding how to take wealth and make more wealth out of wealth. Well, if I had a $5 million in the bank, I'm pretty sure I could find other ways to make more money off of it. Mm -hmm. A, I could just leave it in the bank and let it collect accrue interest. I mean, that's what Trump... If Do you know that if Trump had done that, he would be more wealthy today than all the other Trump University and Trump Water and all that horse oh, shit yeah, that he tried he to do? yeah, because he ran everything into the ground. Yeah. Well, and 
you know, about mm. talking about Musk buying companies. Well, like he bought Twitter and now it's worth like half what he paid for it because he's running into the ground. Because image and perception, you know, mm-hmm. have consequences. Yeah. At the end of the day, if he just kept his full mouth shut, he wouldn't have tanked. He's tanking Tesla and he's tanking Twitter because yeah. of his right wing fringe mentalities. And, and the ego. And all that ego. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what I mean to say, you guys, is that it gets incredibly easy to be surrounded by assholes even our own friends we think these are our people and then eventually someone burns us or says something off color i mean i had my own fucking friend turn me into student loan police because he didn't agree with the fact that i was waiting for a better job to start paying them back yeah boy there's some right-wing assholery for you Mm -hmm. and i it's all squared away now but i mean I can't prove it, but I know he did it. The timing was a little I started getting stuff, and it was right when he was talking about it. Yeah. And I was like, you know, that'd be like if he was getting food stamps and me kicking him while he's down and going, why aren't you doing this? You got two daughters. Why aren't you you working in McDonald's? Notice how a lot of people, they all say the things like, well, if I, you know, it's like my chiropractor friend. Well, if I was in your shoes, I would do whatever it takes. I would work at McDonald's. Yeah, bullshit. None of these motherfuckers no would work at McDonald's? No. Speak about that, please. Absolutely not. <laughs> and it's real easy to sit from a position higher than someone and say, well, if I was in your shoes, I would do everything in this and that. And they wouldn't. And that's called... They absolutely wouldn't. That's called punching down at people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you punch down at people to make yourself look better and that's another part of capitalism well you just need to do whatever it takes it's doesn't pun- matter if you're happy doesn't matter if you're content or good where you are you just got to do it well since you brought it up what do you think capitalism us regular people we're not saying don't go to college we're not saying don't work hard and we're definitely not saying um that you you know shouldn't pay your dues it's you know no. you might have a job right now that you hate I'm not saying quit it right now. What I'm saying is to start looking at the big picture of what you want to do for yourself in the long term. And it may not be what you think. It's, you know, it may be, you know, a lot of women decide, you know what? I'm just, I want to be a housewife. Fuck it. I don't want to be out there. And I'm jealous of them. I I want to be a housewife too. Dude, I would love that. (laughs) Let's become housewives. How do we do that? I don't know. I mean, because we're married to each other. We might have to marry other people. Maybe I, I don't know yeah. how the logistics work of that. I'm not sure. Yeah, we'd have to bring a second husband and a second wife into it, and they can be the ones working. And right. Then, yeah. I but know. I don't know. I'm so I'm kind of monogamous, <laughs> right. so I don't know. We have to work on that. Yeah. Well, we're kidding, of course, but but we're just all we're trying to say, you guys, is that don't try to keep up with the Joneses. Good grief! I wear t-shirts and shorts. If I was a gazillionaire. I would still wear t-shirts and shorts. Look at Adam Sandler. Mm -hmm. He don't give a fuck. And that's what I like about him. And if I was, yeah, if I was rich, I'd still wear t-shirts and jeans and Converse, except I'd be able to afford new Converse. So I'd have new ones when I need them. We would be like Imelda Marcos. We'd have every (laughs) Converse. We'd have every iteration of stretchy pants. Uh Yeah. 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 Well, like the, This is kind of my point, is that you wake up every day and the world all has its algorithm. You go on, um, you know, like me, when I do my reading, I go on to Google Now or Google Discover. 
and it has an algorithm of what I like. And then once you start clicking on articles, it starts thinking that's who you are. So now all I get now, you guys, is fucking reviews on Pixel devices. I'm like, <laughs> you know, there is other interests besides that that I like. Right. Um, and then you go on to YouTube and you start watching. Like for me, I watch a lot of a little bit of politics and then I watch a little bit of movie reviews and then I watch some of the strongman stuff. And then from that, it creates an algorithm. And then at that algorithm thinks it knows you now, right? And it yeah. starts suggesting all this other shit. And then what happens is, is you start finding new, exploring into new areas that might not be for you. There was this <laughs> lift, there's, you know, like I like strongman because they don't act like a bunch of bodybuilder assholes. Now, do I, do I hate bodybuilders? No, I grew up worshiping Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, I used to be a bodybuilder myself, mm -hmm. but I'm at a point now where I'm like, dude, you were not going to turn into a bodybuilder, and that's fine. You're just too lazy. I know. It's it's quite a fucking conundrum. So I'm I, super lazy. So yeah. you either stop being lazy or you start getting right with yourself yeah. and being okay with that. Yeah. It doesn't mean that, you know, you should just be lazy all the time. It means focus your energies on that, which you can change. Yeah. Just watching, just made me think of that video we just watched mm. before I left. With well, the, I was going to say. Well, I was just going to say the old people. Made oh, yeah. Made me feel yeah. really bad about myself. Yeah. A bunch of 80-year-olds <laughs> that look fitter than us were like, dang. <laughs> well, and I sent that to my mom because my mom um, is going to have uh, cancer surgery in a month or so. And her doctor told her to start exercising more so that her heart will be strong for surgery. Well, she fell off the treadmill the other day and she showed us the, the, the owies that she got. And, and she's like, well, I think I need physical therapy. I, I just don't feel like I'm making any appreciable progress. And she started getting scared that her surgery was coming and she wasn't going to be there where she wanted to be. And so I said, well, call your doctor and tell them your concerns, you know, there's a window of like four months that you can wait before you have to have surgery after chemo and radiation treatment. And so that's what she did. She called them today and she's like, I want to go through physical therapy and then start being taught how to, uh, you know, how to walk better, how to, how move to again. lift, yeah. how to move again. That's a, exactly. That's yeah. it. And that's what I mean. You guys is that some of us were born running. Others were born walking. At the end of the day, wherever you are in your fitness, wherever you are in your health, wherever you are in your mental health, wherever you are in your career goals and scholastic goals, it doesn't matter. It's about what do you actually want? You know, the other day I saw one of your friends. Um, she's going back to college and she's in her 50s. And I was like, good for you. I have no problems with that. But I was just kind of being cynical and I said, by the time she gets out and graduates, she's going to be collecting Social Security. Mm -hmm. And then the economy won't be here anymore because Putin will have probably launched a fucking nuclear missile at America by then. <laughs> and we're all not going to be here anyway. So yeah. all I mean, and, and I know that's dark. I, I don't mean, you know, that's just my sense of humor. But but I just mean to say that at the end of the day, live don't live for tomorrow. Live for today. But yeah. you got to, within reason, I mean... That doesn't mean spend your every penny of your paycheck on the weekend and then have no money for the next two weeks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. there's a line to be drawn. But what do you think I mean by all that, babe? Oh, before we before you answer, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the the algorithms on YouTube, 
they they act like they know you and then you start getting other suggestions and then it actually starts straying you more away from what you love mm-hmm. because then i started there was this guy this bodybuilder and <clears throat> he did a video about how eddie hall who was a strong man that we like who was a really nice man but talking all this trash like oh he's never because he wants to be a bodybuilder he's like he's 35 yeah. And he's like, I've done strongman. I won a strongman competition in 2017, and now I want to lean up, cut it up, and get more fit, right? Mm -hmm. And this bodybuilder guy sitting there in front of his camera with his shirt off. Of course, he was tan as hell. I think he had a shirt on, but it was a muscle shirt. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, but he's ranting about Eddie Hall, and he's never going to get there. He can't. He can't cut, and he's all about bulk, and blah, blah, blah. And and then you made a point about his voice. Uh, go ahead. Well, he sounded like a damn chipmunk. He sounds like a squirrel, yeah. And I turned to you, and I, you were thinking the exact same <laughs> was, thing. But yeah. I'm like, that's, that's the voice you get when you use steroids. Yeah, because it shrinks your testicles. And exactly. <laughs> so, and it's funny, we both had that thought, because here he's, he's talking shit about Eddie Hall when he probably got where he is well and i'm not talking like a normal high-pitched male voice i'm talking it sounded it did it sounded it sounded like helium yeah exactly (laughs) so yeah i mean eddie hall gets where he is because he people like him yeah and and he's himself and he works hard and And he works hard he's not but he's all about the image and the bodybuilding and i'm gonna do steroids so i can look a certain way right it's not about perfect symmetry it's not about perfect muscles and perfect looks. Mm-hmm. And this guy, you could tell, was all about the symmetry and the yeah. per- perfect looks. And, yeah. and so that's what I mean is that you're going to meet people out there, you guys, that you're just not going to fucking like. You're just not going to like these people. They're arrogant. They're mean-spirited. They're harsh and cruel. And they can't shut up and just stay in their own fucking lane. Speak yeah. about that, please. Well, yeah. People just can't. let, And it goes through all aspects of life. People can't just let people be. Right. If you're going and living your life and not hurting anybody, it's nobody else's business. That's right. So the other day on Facebook, babe, I wrote, I don't mean to brag, but at almost 50, I can still bitch about life like I'm 30. (laughs) (laughs) And I got all kinds of people my age, our age going, yeah, you know. Right. But I just mean to say that, um, you know, it's okay to have frustrated or petty thoughts, but then you have to process those thoughts eventually yeah. and find the, um, you know, higher ground to find the, um, to be high minded enough to know how to let go of all that, uh, jealousy or all that, uh, frustration or whatever. And to arrive back at a baseline of who you want to be, which is for me, yeah. I want to be, you know, I, you, when you prioritize yourself, you have to realize, okay, Brian, who are you and what are you trying to do? I'm trying to be, you know, a comedian. I am trying to be a voice artist and I'm trying to be a content creator. And, and it gets easy to get discouraged when things aren't going your way. And, you know, I'm very proud of this podcast. Um, it's been going on for just, you know, we're celebrating our two year anniversary this month. And I'm very proud of the work we've done. Mm -hmm. That all being said, well, we've got other episodes to talk about this. We'll talk about this on the last episode, but uh, you know, podcasting is kind of like blogging in that nobody is, is there watching. Nobody cares. (laughs) And there's no money in it unless you're in the top, you know, 50 podcasts. And there's 
750,000 podcasts out there, you guys. So the fact that's all. Yeah, <laughs> not not that much. <laughs> but I mean to say though is that um we are actually actually doing very well given the amount of people out there, amount the the competition and and so it got me really just upset and frustrated and that's when I started realizing, well Brian, you're trying to be a voice artist, you're trying to continue as a chef and do cookbooks and all this and uh you're trying to be a public figure so that you can um somehow insert your kindness and your heart and your spirit out into the world to make the most the biggest effect you can have on the world before you die i mean that's really my spiritual mission we were talking about yeah. spirituality the other day and I, I i said that it was about being a better person and holding yourself accountable that's part of it but it's also about your connection to nature it's also about your connection with something good something kind something beautiful yeah. and mm -hmm. pure about a humanity because there's a lot of people out there to have just sort of missed the point of kindness and missed the point of working hard they think it's to be a fucking gangster no it's about being a good person and finding balance and when you know hey people want to go out there and be dickheads that's up to them but eventually if they don't have the the the, the cold heart for it they might start finding their life absent of that joy of that love of that heart that that's missing yeah yeah definitely. you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah and so after we talked babe you know we had our argument and i was like no babe i just i don't think you understand the spirit of what this means to me this is about me telling the world that you've given me a hundred thousand jobs and a hundred thousand chances and nothing ever worked out and you know what? By gum, I'm going to do what I know is right in my heart and somehow make that work. And after two years, it is working. It's just not paying the bills. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm at a point where I wanted to move this whole thing over to a medium where people are at. And I thought YouTube it would be a natural progression. So let's do it. But now we're at a point where you're, yeah, frustrated. The You know, the bills aren't getting paid. The cars getting jacked up and uh it's no it's nobody's fault it's just a, no. it's just we're living in a world that's getting very very expensive and <clears throat> they're rigging the system they're just artificially inflating the system that's what they do every five to six or seven years is just shit goes up and then they and then eventually maybe pay goes up but it always takes an extra 10 15 years yeah you want to speak about that well yeah it's just it's just the way of keeping in control and making you feel bad about yourself. And it's just about finding a place that you can still be within your values, but get what you can from it. I mean, which is kind of mm. where I am at the moment, like yeah. where I'm working, I get good insurance. That's the best That's thing the about only that reason company. You're there. That is basically <laughs> the only reason. And, yeah. and, the last, and you like your friends. And I like my my coworkers, coworkers. Right. and last week mm -hmm. I, f I hit the, the hour mark for being topped out full time. So I'll yeah. have gotten, I think it's like a dollar plus raise. That's great. Yeah. So it's incremental it's, progress. It's, yeah. You guys, and it could you know. be a worse company to work for. So right. I'm kind of just resigned myself that that's working for me right now. Well, and, and I know you looking at me, you're like, when is this going to go anywhere, Brian? It's been two fucking years. And, and now I'm at a point where I've reduced the podcast to once a week uh, for the final season so that I could start working on the YouTube channel. And I haven't been doing a whole lot of that yet. And the reason that is, is because I'm thinking about going back to work 
for a while mm-hmm. before I, you know, before I go back to the YouTube channel. The reason is, frankly, is we want to get the bills paid off and we want to buy a new vehicle. We want to get back to good again. And um, frankly, yes, we're not in a great spot. Um, but then I, you start to think about those around you, those who are renting, those who oh, have worse jobs, yeah. those who, you know, it's so, it's so easy to look at just the people who have good houses and good jobs and, oh, so-and-so just bought a truck. Yay for them. And it's, you know, sometimes it's not that you're jealous per se because you, you like these people, you care about them. And if they're good people, you've, you know, my friend bought a truck the other day and a part of me is like, yay, good for you. Yeah. And the other part of me is like, fuck you, brother. Right. You, <laughs> you know, know? Yeah. I didn't say that, of mm-hmm. course, but I just mean to say that, you know, we all get jealous occasionally. Um when we feel like we've put in on this world more than some people, but some people just, you know, they don't go, they don't, they get lucky for some reason. They, they found what worked for them and, uh, and, and, and we should feel happy for them, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, Um, because at the end of the day, there's, you know, like, that's what we mean about capitalism is that capitalism ain't working out for anybody. No, it's really not. It's got no, there's the winners and losers is all dependent on, the fact that you were either born already into a good situation of wealth or you, uh, you know, just kind of knew what you wanted from a very early age. Not all people necessarily do that. Yeah. Most people don't. A I lot mean, of people don't. Yeah. yeah. I said I was going to become an astronaut. And that was before I realized that I, you know, I don't like confined spaces and <laughs> I have bad vision and uh, don't like heights. I don't like heights. <laughs> and Yeah. All those reasons, you know. Uh, I know it's shocking that I actually got myself to do some of the stuff I did in the army considering my fear of heights, Mm -hmm. but I did it. I did did it. Um, But I just mean to say that, um, you know, while we were falling apart at the seams and having this sort of argument and, uh, you know, your sciatica and your uh, health problems with paired with my fibromyalgia and my going through my sinus, hay fever issues, um, this this week, pound for pound, we felt like all of our hard work had been for naught. You know, when the money runs out before the next payday, it feels like you failed. When yeah. when you've been working your ass off for two years at something and it's just not catching on like you had hoped, you it's easy to start blaming yourself thinking that you did something wrong. And then... You know, the reason why I went to one day a week for the podcast is because you were working too much and I needed to give you extra time to recuperate on your days off. And so we're at this point where it just feels like everything's gone to shit, but it hasn't. (laughs) It hasn't. You have to regroup. Yeah. Yeah. You want to speak about that? Well, you do. You just have to try to step back and appreciate the things that you do have. Mm -hmm. And like you said, there are people way worse off than any of us and yeah it's it's kind of cliche like oh well there's people mm-hmm. that are worse off than you so appreciate what you have but it doesn't mean you can't ever feel jealous or frustrated frustrated yeah. or angry about what you don't mm-hmm. have but you do have to appreciate what you do have well and you you should take those feelings of frustration and envy or whatever and ask yourself what is important to you for that bodybuilder with the squirrel nuts, uh, you know, he he clearly cares a whole lot about body image and his reputation as a bodybuilder. Fine, fine, whatever. 
I don't like you, but, you know, and it's not because he's a bodybuilder I don't like him. I didn't like his attitude. Well, no. It was hateful. Just because that's your thing, don't talk shit about somebody else that's maybe dipping their toes into something new. Like, should be encouraging people. What do you mean by all that? Well, I mean, he looks at Eddie Hall and like, oh, well, you're starting out this way and you're never going to look like me instead of being like, oh, hey, cool. You're trying something new. Right. Like, I, he just, just looked spiteful. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Like that. It was, you know? yeah. Yeah. And that's what I mean is that it's easy to get spiteful or scornful when your life, you know, feels like it's going into the shitter and you kind of have to just reclaim your mental health and reclaim your priorities and somehow, you know, that's what I do is I write a list of what I can start doing to make things go right again. You know, when things yeah. are kind of going off the rails, I decided, well, Brian, during this time off, work a part time or full time job, start making some money again. You'll feel good about yourself and then do the Chef by Comedy YouTube channel in your spare time. And that's what I've resigned myself to do. Now, mm-hmm. it depends on how many hours I have at this yeah, new job what, that what I end up getting. Up, yeah, yeah but, I, but, but then also I started thinking about what can I do as a voice artist? Well, I can cr- start creating my portfolio again. I can start working on my voices. I can start uh, getting uh, profile shots and getting my, you know, dossier, if you will, mm-hmm. um, and maybe enter the Screen Actors Guild or whatever and just start doing the things that the steps it takes to do that thing. And at the end of the day... Um, there's nothing wrong with dreaming. It just means that, but sometimes we stagnate and we think, well, we didn't get there. Well, m- maybe we didn't take the steps necessary to mm-hmm. get there. Yeah. Exactly. You know, cause even we can do everything right and still fail. You know, at the end of the day, it's like a football kicker, you know, he can, he can aim and he can check the winds and he can measure the distance and the bl- length of the grass and he can do all this stuff. And but once he kicks that ball, it's out of his hands. And mm-hmm. sometimes it goes in and sometimes it doesn't. And so at the end of the day, that's life. Some people just kick the ball and it goes in. Sometimes by accident. Other people And some days are just good days for things. Like, yeah. And some people they kick the ball and they weren't even trying and they got it in. And yeah. so, you know, it's that all I mean to say is is that uh we should not compare and contrast ourselves to others. Some yeah. people just know who they are they get lucky yeah absolutely and there ain't no shame in being regular and that's no. like today I, I i got onto youtube and uh we we watched these strong men people and one of them is named big laws uh his name is big laws because his name is lawrence and La- laws is a mm-hmm. short for lawrence yeah and it's big laws official and he's a strong man and he just won a competition this last weekend and uh i was watching like all these guys they always put out videos on what they eat and usually some of them you're like, wow, that's pretty fancy. You know, like Brian mm-hmm. Shaw eats like buffalo meat and all this fancy organic shit. Yeah. And you're like, oh. And then I was watching Lawrence uh, and he's like, you guys, this video is not going to be fancy. This is what I eat and it is not fancy at all. And, and you could see their house, not a shithole, but just a regular suburban house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they've got kids and normal backyard, normal everything. And uh, he was just frying up steak and throwing it in his rice and putting a little sauce in it and it was nothing fancy. And and so I mean to say that uh, it can seem with, you know, all these influences and influencers out there on YouTube and Instagram, it can seem like everybody's just got their shit together. But at the end of the day, that algorithm is only highlighting about one to 2% of the population. And we all tend to think that 
we have to keep up with the cream of the crop. You want to speak about that, please? Yeah, that's just what society makes mm-hmm. you feel like you have to do. Yeah, well, those algorithms and, and algorithms are about clicks and, and likes, mm-hmm. and and sometimes clicks and likes are independent of of of, of validity or credibility or actual morality. I mean, oh, it's absolutely. just whatever's popular isn't necessarily what's right, and sometimes yeah. we have to realize that. And that happens a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. just because, so, like you mentioned, some of these YouTubers, some of these giant YouTubers are pieces of shit. But for some reason, mm. they've gotten popular. And yeah, they're not all nice people. No. Some of them are, like Mr. Beast. Mm-hmm. I think he's a legitimately nice person. Yeah. I think Guga is a nice person. I think a lot of them are. But yeah. then there's, a, there's just, there's going to be people that make it out there because there's a subsect of people out there who just don't have... Good hearts. They just don't have kind hearts. And Mm -hmm. uh, they perpetuate hate. They perpetuate hatefulness and political division and all these other things. And the only reason why we talk about politics is to say, hey, you guys, you know, we can't have a political system that's this fractured. (laughs) Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, people like Trump are are just not good for our culture and society. And I hate to say it, but we'd all be better off that if he left this earth and, and let this party heal and become something else because it's just not good for our political system Yeah, we don't talk about it to be divisive we talk about it because we're trying to figure out what would work best for everyone how can we create a society that works for regular working people Mm -hmm. yeah because when you build an economy like the middle class you know instead of the top down system that we have you work the middle out when you when when your aim is towards the middle class it gives poor people somewhere to go up, and it gives middle-class people a chance to become rich. And nobody loses in that system. Mm-hmm. A top-down economy, we're, you know, it's it's it lacks, in my view, it lacks morality and it lacks ethics because might makes right. And what we're doing is we're we're trying to create a society of people that all are aiming for top rather than just aiming for what's right. Yeah. You want absolutely. to speak about that? Well, yeah. I mean, the the only thing that a, t- a trickling up economy hurts are the rich people in that it just makes them a few million dollars less rich. Like, it doesn't hurt them. It doesn't hurt at them at all. It just hurts their greed and their ego mm-hmm. and their pride. Yeah. And I came across something I had posted <clears throat> a couple of years ago on Facebook, and it was just talking about how the fact that if you give rich people more money, they literally just go put it in offshore accounts. Yeah, they're not people, using it. Yeah. It doesn't get used. It doesn't go back into the economy. And it's they just certainly aren't there. creating more jobs. No. We call these people the job creators. Yeah. Give me no. a break. They, they cut back as many jobs as they can just to get even richer. And it just goes and sits there. You give poor people and middle class people money, it goes into the economy. Right. It stimulates right. things. It right. just it helps everyone. Well, and that's why I, I get so frustrated with our political zeitgeist is that you know, Democrats are on the side of, I think, doing the right thing for the middle class and working people, but they have a messaging problem. They have an image problem. Yeah, where absolutely. Where even when they say what's right, it sounds awful because they're so bad at messaging. Mm-hmm. And then the right, they get so caught up in the, um, the social politics that they forget that their party is about elitism. What do you think yeah. that is? What is they that? They try to... To mess or not message, they try to portray themselves as the blue jeans and beer party just to trick people oh, yeah. into voting for them. 
but none of their policies. Well, and they get so, you know, when you look at Fox News, all they talk about is the woke culture and the gays and the blacks and the women who are, you know, sneaking into the workplace and man, man, man. And it's like, good grief. And none of this shit actually affects their voters. Yeah. This does not affect Fox News viewers. Mm Mm-mm. Though they're going back to their shitty jobs just like the rest of us. And at the end of the day, what we want is a right wing that cares again about building a middle class. And they don't mm. care. Mm-mm. That's what I mean is that they are a party for the rich by the rich. And they're tricking regular people into thinking like assholes, yeah. elitists. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, and... And all this episode is to say is that sometimes we have to get things off our chest in order to finally come correct. And sometimes that takes years. Sometimes it only takes a few seconds. It just depends on how deep your problem is. You know, my good friend, the chiropractor right now, he thinks he has PTSD and because he's always flipping out, having anxiety, feeling uptight. He calls it adrenal fatigue, and I'm sure there's some of that. And he's not eating properly. He's not taking care of himself properly. And when he does finally relax with his kids and his wife, I don't think he's fully enjoying it. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, there is something physiologically or psychologically wrong with this man. I say that with all the love that I have to give him. He's a great person. But that's my point, you guys, is that like someone like him who has a a business and is making okay money, you know, you know, better be sure before you have kids, better be sure before you buy a car loan or a house loan. In other words, you know, once you do big shit, you can't get out of it. Mm -hmm. And so you got to know these things before you get wrapped up into it. For those who love kids, when they have kids, it's a blessing, not a curse. I think my friend, he wants he 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 loves the idea of big family. He loves the idea of being home with his kids. But in in actuality, I think it's more of a curse than a blessing. And I don't have the nerve to tell him that because to each their own. I, right. yeah, yeah. I want him to be happy, and but I don't think he knows thyself well enough to realize that he likes the concept. It's like me. I like the concept of things sometimes more than the actual thing itself. Like I love the the concept of working out. But just... <laughs> yeah, but actually, when I start to do it, I'm like, "Wow, this sucks." <laughs> well, and that's where you have to what come to terms with who you are. It yeah. doesn't mean give up entirely. It just no. means be okay with a little bit less. If you can't get to bodybuilder status anymore, well, then get to where you are at least just healthy, and mm-hmm. that's what it's about. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, and it, it, you know, especially when you're already tired or already not feeling well or already discouraged, this world just lacks, you guys. It lacks kindness. Mm-hmm. It lacks heart. It lacks common sense and it lacks wisdom. And yeah. so that's what my advice has always been from the start is find people, whether it be on YouTube or in real life. Find people that speak to your heart, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I learned a new thing um, last week, and it's called, there's these videos called ASMR videos. Have you heard of that, babe? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and the videos are called ASMR videos, and it, it stands for Autonomous 
sensory meridian response. In other words, it's just a fancy word for videos that um, are auditorily, mm-hmm. o- overly, I don't know. What would you, how would you it's, describe them? It's just sounds and it can be all different kinds of sounds. And like the actual definition, it's an actual physical response that some people get. Yeah. It's like a shivery kind of thing from right. what I've heard from listening to certain Yeah, let me things. read this. It says, why is ASMR so popular? Why do people like ASMR? Not everyone experiences the sensation, but for the percentage of people who react to ASMR triggers, it can send them into a soothed, relaxed mm-hmm. state. Imagine the feeling you get when someone runs their hands through your hair or the purr of a cat as you pet it on your lap. And so there's a lot of videos that are be coming out on YouTube and TikTok and these various places uh, that are uh, auditory or sensory type. Uh, like they're either people playing around with sounds on a microphone, or they could be uh, like soothing voices, cooking peanut butter. I'm going to put this peanut butter into the pan. Isn't that nice? I think I could totally do that. You totally could. Couldn't I? <laughs> yes, yeah. You could. Yeah. You know, <laughs> And, well, and as an empath, I want to soothe people. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just an excitable dude. And so my voice here is probably not as soothing as as it could be. Welcome, you guys, to another episode of Surviving Empathy. That's another thing to add to your repertoire. There's, well, I'm a voice artist. You know? I know. That's what I that do, right? That could be something you could do. <laughs> well, and, I, and that's what I mean, you guys, is everybody's got, you know, some untapped uh, uh, talent that they don't even know they have. I didn't even know yeah. I had it until just now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And, and and that's what I mean. But but I bring all this up to say that um, I have no problem with those style of videos. But some we went to go listen to some of them just to see how we responded. And it's a bunch of 20-year-olds tapping on a fucking microphone. And it sent me, my spine. I didn't get the good shivers. It had shivers. the opposite it had reaction. The, it was, yeah. yeah, it was like daggers into my, into my eyes. You want to maybe speak on well, why that it's was? Just, it's just everybody's... everybody's- got sensory things that that hit them differently yeah i mean for me if i go outside mm-hmm. and it's like a cool breeze going through the leaves and like that's the kind of that's thing that suits me nature right but some people it's that other kind of noises well, why just, on earth would physiology I wanna, is just weird i mean well, why would i want to sit and listen to some gal putting fucking uh, fake nails under her under her fingers like good grief like but, but to each their own you know exactly like that's, and that's the thing as i'm not trying to be a hater i just mean to say uh that at the end of the day um what works for some may not work for others yeah. and and for for those that works great um but i brought it up because it's a new thing i learned and uh i just didn't see the appeal um mm-hmm. but then there were some that did do it for me like these cooking videos i watched a cooking video of this um this this lady cook who just never shows her face um and she just cooks really nice stuff and and she just has the voice mm-hmm. and she puts the butter into the pan and here you go now you're just going to go ahead and whisk that for a little bit and i was like huh that's kind of nice right and yeah. I, and and i thought i even thought about it i was like well maybe i could do some asmr videos you know mm-hmm. um but i just mean to say that um at the end of the day um this world there's going to be a whole lot of stuff that is for you and a whole lot of stuff that isn't for you. And um, I think a lot of us get just trapped, you guys, trapped in the TMI overload, too much information overload, too much noise. Um, it's easy, especially as an empath or especially as a sensitive person, 
uh, or per people who don't have perfect mental health to always compare themselves uh, to the those who are doing so much better than them mm-hmm. or always come or always um, just being influenced by the wrong people out there. Like I said, these algorithms on our social media and your phones, they take over and then you don't find your tribe. It's part of the reason why yeah. a lot of my tribe can't find me on YouTube is because people are going into paranormal videos and then perhaps they'll find me. Perhaps they don't, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of people who I'm I'm up their alley, but they just don't find me because um, for whatever reason, the algorithm doesn't work correctly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, one thing you just have to realize that, especially when it comes to influencers and people that are popular on YouTube and Instagram and stuff, that's not their real life. Like the Instagram stuff, especially it's it's a very, choreographed set up moment in so, time and to compare yourself to that right it just it you'll never live up to it well and a lot of times they they have instagram filters mm-hmm. they have snapchat filters a lot of times um you know youtubers they only youtube when they're like li- loving life it's after a workout or after they got a really good night's rest it's we never see how tore up they are in real life. Right. Or it shows one little section of their kitchen that's pristine while the rest of their house is... Is shite. <laughs> which, if, if they allowed people to see the other part of it, yeah. it would might help more people relate to them. Well, and I... Yeah, and I, I started that ASMR uh, to, to, to tell you that algorithms don't know what's in our heart. Mm-hmm. They think... Algorithms kind of uh, suggest things based on uh, previous things we've read or watched. And so we ha- if you want... On YouTube, for example, to be more kindness and less hateful stuff, well, you're going to have to go out and seek it yourself and yeah. go through the search engine and find those people that suit your sensibilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the world like just reminds me of a conversation I had with a, a friend at work that the world is set up for people that are like eight to five people, that are morning people, that are mm-hmm. go-getters, like she was talking about the fact that she's not a morning person and yeah. you're people that don't get up at 6am, 8am are, like fi- are made to feel lazy and yeah. worthless. And I know because I've always, so- ever yeah. since I got out of the army, I've always worked evenings. And so I'm a sleep till noon kind yeah, of person. Exactly. And, and I can't help it. That's just how my circadian rhythms work. Well, yeah. And that's the, when you look in, I know, I think we've talked about this before, but you look at like ancient tribal cultures, mm-hmm. they took advantage of that. The people that were night owls, they're the ones that stayed up and made sure that things didn't happen right. during the night and they got mm-hmm. to sleep during the day and they took advantage of it instead of trying to put everybody into a mold yeah. and being the same. And you have to realize that society is set up like that. It's set up to make people that don't fit this, this fit the mold. rigid mold yeah. feel bad about themselves. Right. And that's why we represent, you know, all the freaks and geeks and um, the emos and all the, um, you know, uh, you know, all, all the, all the goth people and all the weirdos. Um, and that's not to say that we go to those extremes. I don't color my hair all the time. I only really paint my nails during Halloween time, mm-hmm. but, but in my heart of hearts, I let my freak flag fly because it's a part of what makes me happy. It's my yeah. part of my comforts. I collect Batmobiles. I collect uh, Star Trek ships. I wear nerdy t-shirts about the holodeck. What right. what happens in the holodeck stays mm-hmm. in the holodeck. <laughs> Things like that, you know. And I just mean to say that when we 
uh, surround ourselves with the wrong kind of energy or the wrong kind of examples, uh, it can just do your heart a disservice. And that's yeah. why when it comes to social media or YouTube or Google or whatever, um, start, you know, whittling out those people that are making you feel bad and start putting in, you know, cat videos, panda mm -hmm. videos, cooking yeah. videos, the things that um, speak to your heart. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes we have to be more attentive to that fact that the world is ran now by AI and uh, by algorithms. And so mm -hmm. we have to sometimes, if we want something to work for us, we have to you know, program it right so that we it yields the right results for our yeah. sensibilities. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so at the very end of this episode, we're going to talk about, from the top of our head, we didn't write a list, we're going to talk about, because I wanted it to come from your soul, I wanted it to come from the top of your head, but the mind, body, and soul building exercises or things that we can uh, do or say uh, to, to uh, you know, just like a sculpture, you, you're, you're removing all the pieces until you have what you want. Mm -hmm. When you are uh, trying to create a certain type of life for you, um, there's going to be certain limitations if, like, for example, you have to work a job you don't like, or you live in a town you're not all that jazzed about, or you uh, don't have the right kind of friends in your life that are kind and helpful to you. At the end of the day, um, sometimes we have to use what we have and uh, use that as a springboard into something better and uh, how to keep uh, the long-term um, uh, focus on how to stay, uh, keep your priorities in, in your life and in your heart long enough for the, there to be appreciable results in your actual real life. And um and sometimes that means, you know, that could apply to go-getters who are, you know, trying to get through college and want a good career. It might be for people who are just like, I know some people who went through college and med school and then went into residency and then at year two of residency gave up, said, fuck this and decided mm -hmm. to go do something else because it was, yeah. it didn't speak to their heart. I think, you know, I, I knew a guy that went to law school for two years and got out and became a pizza manager because uh, he was like, fuck this, you know, yeah. and he had to pay all that money back. And so right. I don't think that's fair either. You know, that's why I finished with my culinary degree because I knew six months into my two year program that uh, I was not going to find the pay uh, or the, you know, just the, the gravitas that I wanted, but yeah. But I wanted to at least earn that degree so I could at least point to it and say I did all that hard work paid into something. But right. what I mean to say, you guys, is that the the world we have today, we inherited. Um, we don't know what happens to this world before we were here. Um, we don't always understand cause and effect. I mean, did you know that one of the main reasons why the world today is you know, 80, 90% um, owned by corporations. You know who started that? Yeah. Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Ronald that Reagan is the reason why we don't have more, you know, good jobs for real people and uh, more accountability for the corporate sector. It's because yeah. of his 
trickle down trickle down economics stuff, yeah. reaganomics right mm-hmm. and uh and and they've been worshiping this man ever since and and that's what i mean you guys is that you know there's a lot of conservatives out there who they get tricked by fox news they get tricked by the social politics the red meat they get tricked by these arguments that that speak to their hateful their hateful side um instead of trying to you know speak to people's common sense or reason you know at the end of the day um we are becoming a society that's being hijacked of of rationale and calm and reason and we're being manipulated in in ways where it's fucking up our mental health and so i think that's where we're all at now we're all trying to decide what do we want to put up with in this world um you know these corporations somehow still get employees and it it just shocks me to see that they're still all doing so well despite the fact that no one really wants to work there and for good reason they're exploitative and they take advantage of people like i told you about walmart i don't know if they still do this but they used to um behind employees backs they would put out uh uh, insurance policies on their least healthy uh individuals Mm -hmm. and then they if those people died they would collect insurance monies on their more unhealthy employees. And I mean, yeah. I'm telling you, you guys, you, you know, if you've got anything remotely like our hearts, uh, you have to know this going into the fact that you may not be right for law school. You may not be right for politics and you may not want to be a part of a world full of harsh coldness. Yeah. No kidding. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we have to understand cause and effect. And we have to know, you know, we were watching a video yesterday, Joe Scott, on YouTube. And he was talking about AI. And he said, I had to restart this video like 10 times because I I didn't know really what to say about it. Because there's people out there that know so much more about it than me. And I'm just trying to give people kind of a bird's eye understanding right. of where we're at today with AI yeah. and that he was like trying to tell us that we're kind of on the precipice of something brand new and we are and it it's sophisticated it's highly technical and it's scary and I mean one guy this I can't remember the big shit guy they were talking he was talking about mm-hmm. but this one entrepreneur guy he was basically the father of AI, yeah. said that we're on the precipice of literally reinventing the wheel when it comes to new technologies. And, and what I mean by that is this. Every so often in human history comes a time where certain technologies just fundamentally change the landscape of things, right? Mm-hmm. So for uh, most of us, uh, automation in the turn of the century in the 1900s, was a huge paradigm shift in not only social but technological change, right? Yeah. And from that technological change comes a change in how we live and how we work and when we work and and then all the problems that came with child labor and uh, overworking and then our political bodies start catching up to the fact that hey, somebody's got to create a 40-hour work week. Hey, somebody's got to, you know, create some child labor laws and 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 so at the end of the day that's why labor unions all these things so what i'm talking about is cause and effect but what i'm getting at is that we are now approaching this brand new 
technology that is scary. It's kind of like Y2K. We were all freaked out some <laughs> weird shit was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then it happened and nothing happened. Yeah. And so what I mean, what I'm trying to get at here, you guys, is that um, the future is going to be scary and uncertain and sophisticated. And it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And so what I'm getting at is if it's not your cup of tea, be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. if you're a simple person and you don't like technologies and you don't want to get into AI, don't. It's not going to fundamentally change the earth. It's not it's not going to scorch the sky unless we get a singularity and the machines take over and scorch our skies (laughs) through nuclear holocaust. But we don't believe that's going to happen. We believe that we will have mankind will more than likely be able to keep AI We'll be in charge of it, not the other way around. Yeah. But I, what I mean to say is, is that all the things going out, out in the world, all the influences, all the news, everything out there, if you can't handle it, don't. Don't worry about it. If you got to yeah. get your mind right and your priorities right and your heart right, work on that. You know, some of us would uh, just probably live longer and have happier lives if we were to tune out from the news or tune out from politics. Or even tune out from TikTok videos and tune out from YouTube videos. Because if they're not the right influences, they might not be, you know, driving at our frequency. Yeah. Well, they're definitely not helping if they're not the right ones, for sure. Well, yeah, because they can influence you into bad behaviors, bad traits. And they can also um, just overcomplicate life to the point where you give up. You think, oh, what's a simple fool like me going to ever do? Well, believe me, there's plenty of regular people out there just like you who are looking for a simple life. Mm-hmm. I, I know technology, but I don't know it enough to want to become a coder. <laughs> yeah, right. I know how to upload podcast videos and edit and all those things, but I don't want to get so sophisticated that I become a part of the AI verse. No way. No. Mm-hmm. And I never will. And that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just about knowing yourself and knowing what works for you. Yeah. So let me tell you the name of the topic of this episode again, and then we're going to start talking about that because I, t- I said it's mind, body, and soul building, slowly building the life you want, coming to terms with the life you've ended up with, gripes we have to first get out of the way first. Now, we've talked about a lot of the gripes, and we've talked about the way we have to reset, the way we have to get our minds right, our, our bodies right, you know. Oh, we, I, I think that in this life, whether there's actually a soul in our bodies or not, we have emotions. We have a spirit. The spirit of us yeah. is uniquely our own. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, we've got to get our minds, bodies, and soul right. You know, we were talking about my mom trying to get her fitness right for her uh, surgery. And I went out to get some coffee on break here, and I overheard her talking to the doctor and or one of the nurses, and she's like, well, you don't have to become an athlete. We just want you to be in the best shape you can be for our surgery. And mm-hmm. even though that sounds like, duh, um, they're, they're trying to set her at ease that we're, we're not trying to get you to do all these crazy things. We just yeah. want you to be as healthy and fit as you can be so your heart can take the surgery when it happens. Mm-hmm. And so I say that because we as human beings may not be in a place where we can take on certain things right now. Um, 
and that's quite all right. In other words, we might have to lose some weight before we start running or start lifting weights. Uh, we may have to diet for a while uh, before we can get our minds right, if that's important to you. For some others, having a few pounds does, doesn't hurt at all. And so what I'm getting at is that we have to learn to compartmentalize our own lives in such a way where we think about our mind, body, and soul. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. so in, in this uh, thought exercise, babe, I just want in your own words to talk about some of the things for the mind. We'll do mind and then we'll do body and then we'll spirit. Okay. okay. So what are some of the things we can do in our current circumstances in the real world as it really ex exists? How do we get our minds right? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a hard one. Well, what I mean is, is to get your mental health under control to a point where you can, um, some people's mental health is never going to be in control enough to even work a regular job. Yeah. Some people's mental health is going to be so bad that they, you know, have uh, PTSD and they have uh, just horrible, horrible time sleeping. And uh, in other words, um, some of us just get lucky where our mental health is pretty baseline. And sometimes we dip into uh, fatigue. Sometimes I dip personally into mental health woes with depression or a little bit of anxiety. But thankfully, it's not all the time, right? Yeah. I have a touch of PTSD, but it's mild. Thank goodness. But I just mean to say is what could would be your best advice for people just to get their mental health back up to speed and up to par so they, they can exist in this real world and realize when I say that, that doesn't mean that we necessarily have to go become, you know, corporate bankers or go work jobs we hate. It just means if you're going to live in this world, you have to get your mind into a baseline of of functionality and uh, a strength uh, to endure just regular living on your terms. Yeah. Well, I think you have to try to not concentrate on all the noise and society yes. and all the outside stuff. You have to just kind of look within and, and realize who you are and try to become comfortable with who you are yeah. and your values and what mm -hmm. you like and try to stay strong in that Yeah, and filter out all the outside noise. Yeah. Cause it gets so easy. And that's what I meant about, you know, influencers and television and yeah. is that it's so easy to find yourself outside of your comfort zones. The wrong people are sneaking in just through an algorithm all mm -hmm. by itself. And then we have yeah. to sort of handpick our friends and handpick our, the family members that don't destroy our self-esteem or yeah. uh, find uh, jobs and employers. Like I said to you, I have no problem working, but I've had so many bosses that had such shitty attitudes. It was toxic and I will not put myself in a toxic situation mm -hmm. again, but that doesn't mean that I'm not willing to try or that I'm, uh, looking somehow for some kind of perfection. We have yeah. to endure a little bit of bullshit, like bad customers and meanness and cruelty and shit like that occasionally. But when it's coming from your own boss or employer, fuck no. Yeah. So oh, you have absolutely. to draw the line somewhere for yourself. Yeah, you do. Definitely. And that's, and just figure out the things that you like and the things that bring you peace or calm or pleasure or, just the things you like to do for your to read or to mm -hmm. to 
craft or to walk or to do just things that help you settle? Well, yeah, like I'm becoming somewhat of a homebody and like the thought of going out to work makes my fucking head itch. It makes my skin crawl, you know, but it's it's not because I don't like people. It's just that we don't get to choose who Mm -hmm. are around. And I don't like people in the general sense because they're uneducated and they're cruel and cruelty has become the point for a lot of people. And so we have to learn to avoid those types. And so for yeah. me, I'm looking for remote jobs or I'm looking for jobs in industries that I think I could handle those kind of people where like can the cannabis industry, I have yeah. no problem, you know, picking weed out for stoners. I might be able to do something like that. And so my point mm-hmm. is, is to know myself is to find industries that work for me or knowing that yeah. you have a little bit of agoraphobia. Well, then make sure you if you know this, get a job from home. Yeah. We, we thankfully have the technologies that allow us to do that. You might not get rich, but you might just find what you need. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Before we might move on, though, but as far as getting our minds right in a general sense, um, of course, the key is different for everybody. Everybody's got their own set of different priorities. Everybody's got their own set of values. Everybody thinks differently. So of course it's going to be different for everyone, but I mean, in a general sense, how can most people who are just regular working folk, regular people going to college, just regular people that weren't born on third base, how do we, in a general sense, uh, process the world and get our minds right and, and achieve comfort and happiness, even though we might be in a job or having to look for a job that's not quite ideal. Yeah. Just pare down what you watch and what you listen to and what you let in. Yes. As an empath, we've talked about blocking and filtering Mm -hmm. a lot. And even as a non-empath, yes, you're going to have to block out those people, those frequencies that are causing you strain. Um, Not, you know, because a little bit of tough love might be coming from a place of love. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't mean block out your sister or brother who's giving you a little bit of tough love. But if they're they're abusing that and getting to the point where they're trying to, you know, push you out of your comfort zone to the point where they're not respecting your rights, they're not respecting your, you know, personal space, then before you uh, excise them from your life, you might just want to tell them, hey, I get super fucking anxious at certain jobs and I will not allow myself to do it. So Mm -hmm. before you keep pushing me, I just need you to understand that the more you push me, the more I'm going to push you away. Yeah, for sure. So you have to, you know, create your own boundaries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With, with people, with, with entertainment sources, with news sources, with that's right. Everything. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yes. And um, of course, with the mind comes the body, you know, the old saying is where the mind goes, the body follows. Well, sometimes where the body goes, the mind follows. In other words, Mm -hmm. if you've got a drug problem or an alcohol problem, or you're popping pills or you're doing something wrong, um, you better fucking admit it right away. And there's no shame in that admission. You don't necessarily have to admit it to the world, but you have to admit it to yourself. Yeah. And then you have to get right with that. And so I would say in a general sense, we got to get our health right. Talking about the body, babe, mind, body, soul. How do we get our bodies right when, you know, we're getting older and it's harder to be lifting weights like a crazy person? It's much harder. Um, 
especially like with with my job, I'm on my feet all day. I walk around a lot. When I come home and on my days off, I don't want to go exercise and do all that kind of stuff. Well, you have a very physical job. Yeah. So. And it's not even physical compared to a lot of stuff around here, but it is. I mean, I'm on my feet all day. For a 50-year-old woman, it is, though. Yeah, that's true. If you were 30, you might not have such a problem. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I look at what I used to be able to do. I, I could work. And go to school and exercise. And mm-hmm. somehow I kept it all in balance. And I can't do any of that shit now. Yeah. And <laughs> I've had to kind of, you know, come to terms with that and not let it chip away at my self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a tough balance for me of wanting mm-hmm. to just lay around and do nothing on my days off when it wouldn't hurt to go. Especially now. I mean, now the weather's changing. So it'll mm-hmm. be more, I'll be more likely to maybe want to go for a walk or go for a hike or something. Yeah. But not. To the point where I'm overdoing it and totally overexerting myself. I have to find the, you the have balance to, where it's and pleasurable it's hard to find. and not and pleasurable, yeah. but not overly mm-hmm. taxing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's going to leave you depleted and calling in yeah. out the next day or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and that's what I mean, you guys, is that um, we live around people that are half our age. We live around people who are just can thrive on four hours of sleep. We, th- we, we, yeah. I've known people who could drink every day and go to work and, and do very well. And while others drink half as much and don't do well at all. And mm-hmm. so you can't get your inspiration from these fitness experts and all these perfect people. It just comes down to knowing yourself. Right. And taking tips when you can and taking the ones that work for you, but realizing that not everything is going to work for you and being right. okay with that. And not letting all these influencers trick your mind into thinking that you're useless or yeah. that you're never going to get there. In other words, you know, like I told my mom, I don't want you to become a fitness athlete before your surgery. I just want yeah. your heart to hold up to screw to the surgery. Right. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, and, and so that's the thing also is that if your ego uh, can't allow you to n- not lift weights, in other words, you got to have it. And that's just a part of you. you you're going to either have to do one of two things. You're either going to have to get your ego used to not looking as good as you used to look, or you're going to have to start understanding how to balance your life in such a way where weight training becomes your priority. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I mean, it was like that video with that old man. He's like, he's like, I'm too vain. I knew that I had to work out like, (laughs) you know, and he just, it was cute and funny the way he Mm -hmm. said it. Cause you could tell. He's like, no, I'm just vain. I I know I'm vain. Like, right. you know, yeah. it was cute that he admitted it in a mm-hmm. way that was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, but also uh, eating a lot of food allergies nowadays. A lot of people are just there's too much shit out there. You go to Amazon, it's like all the supplements. Good God. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't have my background in pharmacology and and pre med and all that. I feel sorry for regular people who don't have my training because I can read all this stuff and figure it out and decide what's useful, what's not. But a lot of people can't. And so I think the way people eat, the way people supplement, the best way I can say is go watch Strongman. They (laughs) will tell you how to supplement. They will tell you how to work out in a way where you're going to have enough in the tank for tomorrow but not so much that you've overexerted and they're going to show you how to eat like a caveman. And mm-hmm. I mean, and what I mean to say is, is keep it simple. Yeah. 
And if you don't have a lot of time, you know, maybe prepare all your meals on the weekend and then freeze them. I've been meaning to do that. And I might still do that. When we get paid, I might just buy 30 fucking chicken breasts, cook them all, and make them with rice or something, and, and make them delicious, and then portion them out and put them in those little... You can buy those little portion cartons. Yeah. Um, and, and if you've got the money, hey, hello fresh. Why not? Right. Yeah. You know, there's nothing, there's no shame in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just mean to say, depending on your finances, you might be able to find a way that suits you. Because nowadays, there's some people that love cooking. I used to love cooking, but now that I've done it for a living all this time, I'm burnt out. I don't have the time yeah. nor the inclination to want to do it anymore. Unless I'm doing it for my YouTube channel, but I'm at a point where I would just rather cook and get it done with and be done. And that's why if I can cook once or twice a week and have that be enough meals for the week, I'm I'm a happy man. Yeah. I love me some leftovers, but some people don't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's, again, figuring out what works for you. Yeah. And just ba- understanding a baseline of what your body needs. Carbs are not the enemy, you guys. The enemy is a sedentary lifestyle. Carbs are only the enemy if you're not exercising. And then if you eat too many carbs and then you're sitting around, then they store as sugar and then that sugar uh, turns to fat. But runners and weightlifters, any kind of activity requires carbs. So don't be afraid of carbs and don't be and don't think you have to have too much protein. You can You you only need about one gram of protein per pound of your own body weight. So for me, at 218 pounds, I need about 200 grams per day if I'm lifting weights. If I'm not and I'm just running, I can go down to about 80, 90 Mm -hmm. easily. But don't listen to me. You know, do what's right for you. Listen to your own body. But I just mean to say is put a little carbs in your life. Put a little protein in your life and put a little vegetables in your life and just keep it simple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, because the more fancy you try to get with it, the more you're just going to, your head's going to explode yeah. and then you're not going to do it. Yeah. Oh, and as far as supplementing, babe, you know, if you don't know pharmacology well, if you don't know how to supplement well, just find articles online, like from Healthline or something. How can I supplement without it being a lot of fuss? And you might be able to find, um, you know, because for me, a multivitamin, uh, creatine, and fish oil is about all I take. Everything else I get from food. Yeah. That's yeah, it. Just, yeah, it, everybody's different. Yeah, exactly. I want people to understand that this world is so complicated and complex, and it's easy to just sort of shit the bed and decide, fuck it, and and never try to, you know, get back to a baseline of health or a baseline yeah. of comfort or mm-hmm. happiness. So we have to kind of start with compartmentalizing, compartmentalizing mind, body, and soul. Yeah. Okay, babe, now that we've gotten our minds right, we've gotten our body right, we're eating the right foods, we're, 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 we're putting a certain amount of activity in our life, but we're also learning how to balance it with rest and recuperation, uh, the soul. Now, some atheists don't even believe in a soul, but there is a thing called the human spirit. And whether mm-hmm. you have a soul or not, it does, it's, it's irrelevant to the greater fact that we have a spirit. Yeah. And so some people, you know, we were watching a video yesterday 
we were watching a video about this guy talking about, you know, he died and he had a, a, a an afterlife experience. And it, what he was describing was very, very kind of akin to what I would imagine anybody who grew up Christian would, would think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And to each their own, of course. But I just mean to say, a lot of what he was saying to me felt like the DMT drug that our bodies produce at the time of death and that he was probably hallucinating because he talked about going to this place that felt like a hospital. Yes, you were in a hospital, guy. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and then I met these people wearing robes. Yes, because you were taught that in Christian school, guy. Except the ones he described looked like little, like... Uh, yeah, munchkins. Like, there were munchkin kind people, gnomy looking. That yeah. were the munchkins from the movie Communion. He yeah. described. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So maybe there's something to that. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I'm not trying to put him down. I just mean to say that um, our souls. This guy was just the kind of guy that was a firefighter and an optimist. Not everybody is just as easygoing as some people, and so for others, it's a little bit harder to get the soul right. So. What would you say we got to do? Because like I said, I said, all people are just like a basket of kittens. Some kittens are shy. Some kittens are quiet. Some kittens are aggressive. Other kittens are, you know, just quiet. In other words, we can't help who we are. It's kind of who we are. We can try to change a little bit in certain ways to, to better ourselves. But at the end of the day, we are who we are. And so to get our soul right and get, is to get our mind and body right. How can we get our mind and body right to then get our soul right? And what are either techniques or mindsets that we can get our mind to be more positive, despite the fact that we're cranky motherfuckers or something? <laughs> I think you just have to find those things that bring you that sense of peace and calm. Yeah. Star and, Trek. Yeah. Star Trek. Um, reading. Reading from like cross-stitching, mm -hmm. playing with makeup, just putting colors on my arm and looking at them. Being in nature, even just going sitting out in the yard, which I don't do enough, just listening yeah. to the wind and the trees and the animals yeah. and the birds and life like sitting, is my is nature. Nature is my ASMR. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like sitting around a campfire, just being out in, as we're I'm, we're sitting here. There we have those the background on our TV and it's Yosemite, and that is that is my place. Well, and the thing I've been there in two decades, right? But, well, and and that's the thing is it would be easy for us to go. Well, gosh, we've become so lazy, so indoorsy, our life's trash. Blah blah blah. And then sometimes you just kind of have to do little things mm -hmm. to make your life feel right. You clean the bathroom, you make the bed, you do your mm -hmm. laundry, yeah. You vacuum the house and then you start working on, well, maybe we could repaint in here or right. maybe we'll do yeah. some spring cleaning. And then once that's all good, you you go, huh, I'm feeling a little bit better. I feel a little bit more organized. And then you start working on yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm going to yeah. run a little bit. I'm going to do some yoga once in a while, blah, blah, blah. And then you, yeah. then you start getting your mind right through reading or meditation or through, uh, you know, spirituality or spiritualism. Um, but I just mean to say that, yeah, it has to almost work in that compartmentalized way where you have to get your mind right. Then you got to get your body right. And they kind of go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. But then after that comes the soul. Speak to the soul. How do you get your soul right? Especially when we're always beating ourselves up in a Judeo-Christian society on the, all the things that we haven't done or aren't doing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just let all that noise, mm. that nonsense go. Even our own mind and, riot noise. Yeah. Even our own oh, absolutely. noise. And yeah. sometimes it just takes sitting there and just kind of 
deep breaths or looking at pictures that you like or, or turning off the tv once in a exactly. while or yeah. you know playing with your dogs and cats yeah or... well like i've i've told you um i don't know if i've mentioned it on here but i think once life settles down with physical therapy and podiatry appointments being done and yeah. your mom's stuff's done i yeah. i want to look into mm-hmm. volunteering at the animal shelter because animals bring me that sense of peace yeah and i think just that would just knowing that i'm helping creatures get ready for a, a home and helping them feel comfortable and helping them feel loved. I think that would be the thing that will just get me. Yeah. And, 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 and that, and that's the other thing is you guys, you got to get real comfortable with who you are, and who you want to be real fucking fast, you know, fuck the naysayers, fuck all these people trying to pressure you into shit you don't want to do or say, or, you know, if, if, if you have hangups about something, you have to decide whether that hangup is healthy for you. Some people are like, hey, I'm agoraphobic. I'm not going to be able to get over it, so I'm going to have to work from home. Mm-hmm. Whereas myself, I'm not agoraphobic. I just like I'm just, I just like being at home. Yeah. Fuck people. Okay. I don't need people, I right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I like people. Don't get me wrong. The best of humanity, I love people. But I just mean to say I don't need the constant socialization. Yeah. And so for me, I I thought maybe a little bit of going out and getting a real job might do me good. But then I get a little bit anxious about that because I'm Mm -hmm. always afraid of these turd burglars fucking shit up, you Mm -hmm. know, just the bad ones. You know, like I when I talk about things that happen, you just talk about the bad experiences because those are the ones that stand out. But for the most part, those are few and far between. Right. And it's the good interactions that happen Mm. 99, 95% of the time. Well, I think you're right. But as a man living in a man's world, it's a bit different. Yeah. And that's why maybe if you're a man who doesn't like a bunch of, you know, alpha male bullshit, you know, maybe find something that's a little less macho, you know, Mm -hmm. get out of those mindsets where men are always constantly grunting and posturing. Right. Yeah. um, Because they can't, sometimes they're not always good for you. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean is that I have friends who are flaming gay and they're so flaming gay that they're almost a stereotype. I'm like, good for you. I, mm-hmm. I have a friend from high school. He's a drag queen on the weekends. Good. I don't care. Why would I care? Oh, yeah. And why we live in a society of regressive assholes that seem to care about this shit, claiming to be better people because they grew up Christian. It's like, well, I don't think they understand Christianity quite right. No. Oh, 100% not. You know? They're the the better, more Christian people as they're hating whole entire swaths of people. people. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. good job, Beck. Well, at the end of the day, all this stuff for the last hour and a half that we've talked about, all this to say that at the end of the day, you guys, is that we have to know, know, know thyself, and we have to know when it's time to reset. Hit the reset button. Shit, shit ain't working. Reset. I've told you, sometimes you have to hit the reset button once a week. Sometimes you have to hit the reset button every seven minutes. But Mm -hmm. until you start finding a configuration that actually is working for you, um, there's a, we, I, I watch a YouTube video about, it's called Muscle Monsters. And it's this dude that, Talks about weight training for us oldies after 40, right? <laughs> and he said, you know, don't keep trying a new regimen every couple of weeks thinking you're going to get gains. At the end of the day, if you've got a schedule and you've got your workout all figured out and locked in, 
do it for a while and see if it's right. working yeah. first. In other words, don't think you have to reset right away unless you just got it wrong. You know, if you thought it at 47 years of age, you're going to be uh, pumping weights seven days a week or six times a week, uh, you're probably fooling yourself. So it's not to say to not make adjustments as needed. It just means once you have a plan of attack, let that play out for a while and see if it works. If it doesn't, well, then modify it from there. But what we ought to do is start getting into the mindset that uh, everything in our life, even our jobs, is sort of negotiable. <laughs> mm-hmm. You want to speak about that? Well, yeah, you just have to give yourself permission to change things if you need to. Yeah. And like when it comes to working out and not changing things right away, like like you said, as we get older, things take a little longer. Yeah. So if you're doing something that you think is working, is going to work, give it a chance to. If you realize something isn't, you're allowed to change. Yeah. I mean, I'm at a point right now where I'm having to make changes. You know, I went a while where I wasn't running and I was trying to lift weights more and I ended up injuring my shoulder and I had a a rotator cuff situation and then I couldn't do anything for a while. And just getting older is a bitch. I've got a friend right now. He lifts weights all the time and he's in recovery and, and now he's got a hernia and i asked him uh, nut or gut and he said nut and i was like dang and uh and so now he's dealing with that he can't work out until it's all healed up you know and so the point generally that i'm making is that life is um you know uh what's the word it's the whole thing it's something <laughs> it's dynamic right life is dynamic in the sense that So, as Google explains it here, dynamic definition. Here's the definition of dynamic, of a process or system characterized by constant change, activity, or progress. And so, if life is fluid and dynamic, we we must do what? Not be ultra rigid. We also must be fluid and dynamic. Meaning what? What would that mean to you? It means... Roll with the punches. I was just going to say that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? yeah. yeah. And so um, we have this tendency to be very rigid in our thinking. We have a <clears throat> rigid views about our political opponents. We have rigid views about uh, who the good ones and the bad ones are in our society. And uh, yeah, I don't like everybody, but um, I don't go out of my way constantly, uh, you know, working on my enemies list like Donald Trump does. No. Uh, <laughs> I don't spend all of my time like the right-wing lunatic fringe does, you know, looking for things to complain about. I got too much shit to do, Mm -hmm. frankly, right? Yeah. And even if I didn't have shit to do, I don't want to waste my time like that. Hating. Finding reasons to scold everybody. uh, Finding reasons to criticize everything. Good grief. That is not a way to live. Well, it's not. And we are becoming a society where everybody thinks it's just quite all right to be critics. You know, maybe you're smart enough, maybe you're not, but uh, not everybody, I think, is qualified to be a critics of movies or a critics of people. At the end of the day, you know, some people just have no self-awareness. Look at Marjorie Soylent Green. Look at this (laughs) ass clown. This lady has absolutely no decorum. And on the House floor, she was given the gavel 
and she started pounding on it, asking for decorum. Right. And all the Democrats started laughing. <laughs> it was hysterical. If you haven't seen the video, you guys, go go. I heard about it, Google but I it. didn't actually see it. So. Oh, it's so funny because, you know, and it's because she lacks self-awareness. Well, she's the one that was screaming out during the State of the Union address. Exactly. Like, she about never lack has of decorum. decorum. Right, yeah. right. Do as I say, not as I do. Uh-huh. Isn't that fun? Yeah. And so, yeah, at the end of the day, I think we have to, um, you know, it's like the old army saying. I, I learned this in the military. Without uh, preparing, we we prepare to fail. So when we don't have a plan of attack, we, we're preparing to fail. Mm-hmm. So we have to, you know, prepare. We have to plan. We have to think things through. But once things don't go according to our plans... We can't. We have to then adjust our plans according. We have to learn to be a little bit dynamic, a little bit yeah. of flexible. Yeah, you know, at least a little bit. A little bit, right? Well, and it really depends on what you want out of life. If you're just looking for good mental health, it might be cutting out the right people out of your life. That's all you needed. It might be just changing your diet and exercising a little bit more. But at the end of the day, it might also be just getting all the things that you don't want in your life out of it. Just that's what I mean about a sculpture. A sculpture is, you know, it's like, uh, who's that famous sculptor? Uh, was it Michelangelo or somebody? But he said, um, I just picture what I want and then I remove all the bits that aren't supposed to be there. Yeah. And then you've got yourself a statue of David. Mm-hmm. And then. You know, a thousand years later, a bunch of right-wing Christian weirdos are going to complain about it <laughs> to the school system in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I just mean to say that you got to have joy, you got to roll with the punches, and you got to just sort of take inventory of your life. You know, Rebecca and I have been together for almost 15 years, and we don't have a lot of privacy. And we don't, you know, we have roommates, my mother and my aunt, and... They're not like us in a lot of ways, but they're not they're they're also not bad people either. And yeah. so sometimes it's like realizing, well, would you rather have this or would you rather have roommates? Right. Yeah. Who have nothing in common with you who and are, don't respect yeah. your views who at are all. Who are noisy and, and who are noisy disruptive and, and, and Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. so sometimes at the end of the day it's hard, but sometimes we have to look at the glass being half full. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, human beings were these biological organisms, and um, we have nerves. We have nerve endings, and there's a term. It's called impulsivity. We have impulses. We have compulsions. We have needs. We have psychological things, good and bad, that are pressing upon us all the time, and so... Sometimes it's just a matter of getting our mind and body right uh, for everything to start flowing in the right way. And sometimes we it's easy. Like yesterday, we were really, we hit this low. We were at the lowest of low, thinking that that all of our work and hard work and toil was all for nothing and, and that the world is garbage and everybody sucks and the world sucks and everything sucks and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then you start picking up the piece of saying, well, let's see what we can recover from mm-hmm. this mess. And you start to realize, well, maybe I just need to, you know, do this more. Or maybe I need to do that more. Or maybe I just need to adjust this. In other words, most people's lives aren't in the shitter. They just, 
feel that way when they're at the end of their rope. You want to speak on that yeah. a little? Well, yeah. I mean, when you get into a deep, dark place, everything's going to feel bad mm-hmm. and not right. And it just ha- takes kind of pulling yourself out of that a little bit and saying, okay, well, this is good. Well, this is good. Mm. This is good. Yeah. There are a lot of good things. Yeah. And when you've been together with somebody for a long time, guess what? You're not going to always get along. And you might even start, you know, being attracted to other people. Not because you want to cheat, but because your soul needs something else. That doesn't mean go out and cheat. It just means now that you know that, don't do that. Tell your partner, we, I need more, you know, lovingness. I need more openness. I need more libido and less... You know, in other words, you know, be an open book with your partner and find ways to satisfy each other's needs. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you may just find that you don't have to start over with a new lover. You just got to have that lover who forgot about making you a priority uh, start caring about you in a certain way again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. So what do you think about this episode, babe? What is, what do you think about all this? I mean, what's your, what's your takeaway? Life is hard. Yes. <laughs> and you is. just got to take care of yourself and realize who you are and what you need and what you want and yes, work on that. Yeah. Yeah. Any last advice for uh, people to get their minds right, their bodies right, their soul right, and how to... How do we get out of that nihilistic view that when things aren't perfect, then it's an all or nothing deal? In other words, yeah. incremental prog- progress is still progress, and we should be proud of that. It How is. do we do yeah. that? Yeah, you just have to look around you. And like I just said, you look at one thing. Okay, well, that's that's not so bad. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, this thing over here. Okay, that that's pretty good, too. All right. Okay. It's not terrible. Yeah. Um, what would your advice be for people who are just super lazy or who are super negative and they just... They, they laugh and scoff all advice. I'm not going to therapy. I'm not the problem. Society is a problem. Well, maybe it is. Society yeah. is a lot of the problem, but we still have to live in it. So, so what would your advice be to the worst case scenario pessimist who's lazy, who doesn't want to change, and uh, is not about to write shit down and fix anything? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to leave those people be. For a while. I mean, sometimes you get so comfortable in your negativity and your depression that you just want to stay there and nothing will pull you out of it. Well, sometimes that's good for a while, Mm -hmm. but not when you're doing it all the time. And so sometimes you just have to let people be until it gets to a point where it's too much and they're becoming destructive or hurting themselves or whatever. But yeah, well, that that was like with my friend the other day. He, He had a PTSD trigger over the phone with me. And instead of saying, dude, you know, you're fucked up. I said, bro, I love you. you. I can tell you're a little busy with your thoughts right now. And I'm going to let you go. And I want you to know that I care. And that, if, you know, you just, you know, you got to get your mind right. And you got to get your life right. And I know it will happen. And he said, thank yeah. you. And then he tried to call me back later because I think he was trying to save face. Like, I'm better now. Because mm-hmm. he was being kind of yeah. crazy, right? right. And I, I wasn't going to pick up because I was like, no, you're not better. It's only been an hour. Right. <laughs> like, you need to get through whatever you're going through now and we'll be better. And in other words, don't judge your friends. Let them be grumpy. Let them get through what they're going through and to be loving and to be kind and to be there for them. Um, there's going to be times where 
you don't see yourself as a leader. You don't see yourself as the strong one. Um, and yet people are leaning on you and you're like, really? When did yeah. I become the strong one? Mm-hmm. You know, so what do you think we can do to sort of uh, continually grow into who we were meant to be? You just have to, I think, just be aware of who you are and how you are. Mm-hmm. And if you feel yourself slipping into some place or somebody that you don't want to be, it takes work. And you That's have to- who I was becoming the last couple of days is I mm-hmm. wasn't feeling well. I was yelling and bitching and I'm not yelling, but I just have a loud natural voice. Yeah. And so when I'm complaining, it comes off as yelling <laughs> and it, it disrupts everybody in the house. And, and then everybody feels oppressed by my, energy and i'm like i don't want this for myself i do not want this for our relationship and i certainly don't want to be the kind of person that people cower from um because that's not who i am yeah and uh sure enough i was able to turn things around and get everyone to understand that i'm a loving kind decent good man but that i'm just frustrated with the lacking of goodness in this world and that you just sometimes have to let go of all the, that shit that is going wrong in your life and decide, well, you know, what can I work on? How, what do I have left in my life that still brings me meaning, that still brings me organization, that still brings, that yields results, you know, and, and take what yeah. you have. And that's what I said with us, you know, a little bit more money would be great. Taking care of the truck. We can't afford it. Okay. Get a part-time job, Brian. Work on Chef Bright Comedy in the meantime. Uh, then getting your mind right. Stay with your running. It's working. Don't let go of that running. The running is doing great. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, if you aren't uh, exercising and doing strength training as much as you want, that's okay. But at least you're getting back into things. You just got over an injury, Brian. So relax. Calm down. And then I started looking at my voice work, looking at my chef work, looking at my radio experience and going, what can I do with this? How can I make all this work still? right now and yeah Yeah. you know that's what i mean it's just you accumulate and you start gathering like it's like your life falls apart and it's like a it's like a plastic bag or a paper bag that everything falls out of and now you're sorely uh, slowly sifting through what has uh, broken and what hasn't like well don't cry over this spilt milk okay and Mm -hmm. this over here still works so i will use that yeah absolutely right any final thoughts babe not really. It's just yeah. the world's tough. It really is. And you just have to take care of yourself. You really do. And you have to let go of hate. I think hatred and we're all frustrated and we all hate some things. Even if all you hate is hate. That's me. I hate hate. I hate shitty people. I hate stupidity. Um, and sometimes I have to just go, Brian, it's okay. Like our neighbors. We have these loud neighbors. You know, do you ever have the neighbors that are outside all the time and all they do is loud talk? We have those neighbors. <laughs> meh, meh, meh. Like, good grief. Don't you ever go in the house? Like, like they could save so much money if they didn't rent. They could just live outdoors. I mean, she's outside <laughs> so much. I don't even understand why she needs a house. But but I just mean to say that uh, it, it can get easy to just become sort of uh, petty and spiteful and hateful in the moment because something's annoying you. And, and just having the that sense of, Eh, not worth it. Yeah, definitely. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any uh, final thoughts, babe? I don't think so. Yeah. 
Well, thank you, babe. Uh, good episode. I think we're going to start putting you on the bed. You seem so relaxed today. It, yeah. And it, uh, it's more comfortable for my sciatica. So. Exactly. Yeah. And we've got a handful of episodes left uh, for you guys. We're going to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, mental health. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the paranormal before all things are said and done. We've got to do an episode on the light triad versus the dark triad. That will be one of the five episodes we have left. And then, yeah, um, I might take a little hiatus before getting back into Chef Bright Comedy. I don't know yet. Um, then again, I might be able to find a good part-time job that will work with this. Um, because my goal is not to become the most famous YouTuber or the most famous podcaster. My goal is to, to, to feel comfortable in my own skin and knowing that I'm creating a net gain in our society, that I'm making a difference in a positive, appreciable way. Uh, that I'm putting out good energetic work and that, that that I'm helping people. That's really what's important to me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And also getting a little bit of validation that I'm good enough, that I'm worthy, that I'm valid. Yeah. I think we could all use a little bit more of that these That's days. For sure, yes. So thank you, guys, and thank you, babe. And uh, we will see you next week. If you like the work we're doing, come on over to Chef Bry Comedy YouTube channel. Please subscribe there. If you want to become a part of our little community, come on over to my Instagram. That's at Chef Comedy. That's chef.bry.comedy. And if you want to pitch in to the cause, we have a Patreon at Chef Comedy. We also have a tip jar. You know, buy us a cup of Joe. Ain't gonna hurt nothing. <laughs> Thanks, you guys, so very much. We hope you're having a good life and a good day. And like I said, if you're not having a good life right now, just, you know, Take a day or two, take a week or two, allow your body to rest and recover. Humans, they get sick, they get injured, and you have to allow time for that. Don't get impatient. Everything will come into place in its proper time, but you got to plan it that way. That's what it's all about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Have a good day. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.